That was a great, great week. Thank you to all. You know, there were so many. It was just awesome. Um, and, I, I, you know, I was going to start naming people, but there's just so many. But specifically, Libby and Amy, who organized it all. And then we had Kayla and Alex up here doing the stuff. And, and Kevin was running crazy there, keeping all of the lights going and the sound going. We had our security team. We had backup people. The Six Skulls Motorcycle Club even helped pay for dinner one night. So it was, it was just great. So, and then, how much did I say? $684 we raised for Bibles to go to children in other countries so that we can spread the light from here to them. So that, that, was, that was awesome. And then, after this, we have our Sticker Wars champions and an ice cream social that you're all invited to. I bought the supplies for the ice cream social. There's enough for about a thousand people. Um, <laughs> And then we've got our back to school bash coming up on, when is that? August the 12th? August 12th. So we're all going to be a part of that. We've rented a pavilion down at the lake. So we're going to have food. Some of the food from the Hungry Souls is, is going to be there and hot dogs. And we're going to have a lot of fun down there. So kids, when life feels dark, don't Jesus when people don't get along, don't when good things happen, when people are and when people need help awesome you know light is an interesting thing we're going to be talking about light this morning nothing that we know of are you listening to a young child nothing that we know of travels faster than light I went to England recently on an airplane, it takes 20 hours, 4,609 miles in a straight line from here to my house. It takes 20 hours. But if I could get in a spaceship and travel at the speed of light, it would take less time than it takes for that Twinkie to fall to the floor. You guessed, haven't you? I did see Mickey Way. He gave me a Twinkie. We had an astronaut here this week, Mickey Way, looked a lot like me, but loved, loved Twinkies. All right, kids, I have a question for you. When you go outside and, and it's bright, where does that light come from? The sun. Do you know how long it takes for light to get to the sun to us? Nine minutes. That's how fast light travels, nine minutes. And when it gets here, it does all kinds of wonderful things. It, it brings energy to us. It warms up the ocean so that clouds form. And out of those clouds, we get rain. From the rain, we get drinking water. It, it feeds the plants so that we have food to eat. It, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. But there's a different kind of sun that gives us light. Jesus, S-O-N, son. He gives us light, a light on the inside that lights up our soul and it lights up our heart. And that is what we are all going to talk about this morning as you go back to your classes. So I will see you later for ice cream. And then we're going to find out who won the sticker war.
What a great week. You know, one of the things I love about VBS, I was going to start naming people, but there's just so many. Just the incredible age range. I mean, we had, we had kids that were in VBS just a couple of years ago helping VBS. And then we had some others. We had the AED machine out. We were walking around behind them. <laughs> we had security. We, we had everything. It was just great, but I just love it. But we had six children invite Jesus Christ into their hearts as Lord and Savior. And that is what it's all about. So today I was going to begin a new series called How To. I talked about it last week. I still am, but I changed the title. I was just thinking about it this week. I thought, How To. It sounds, How To kind of sounds like I'm the expert and I will show all of you lessers how to. And that's just not the case. So as I was thinking about it, I thought, Deeper. I think we'd all like to go a little bit deeper in our walk. Wouldn't we? Deeper in our study, deeper in our prayer, deeper in our relationships. I know I would. So deeper is, it's the same study, but I renamed it deeper, a deeper walk. So that's what we're going to look at over the next few weeks. This morning, I'm piggybacking off of what we did for VBS. And I want to talk about light. Psalm 2711 says, teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path. And it's a heartfelt cry to the Lord. I want to go deeper, Lord. Show me how to live, Lord. I, I want to go on the path that you have laid out for me. So this morning, to kick that off, like I said, we're going to talk about light. It's a stellar subject. Our script... Let's try that again. It's a, thank you. Thank you. I need a drummer here. So if you have your Bibles... Turn to Matthew chapter 5. If you don't, it's going to be up on the screen. I'm using the New Living Translation. Just a few verses. I'm not going to go long this morning because I know there's ice cream over there. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let's move this a little bit here. So this is Jesus teaching his disciples. And he's telling them, you are the light of the world. We all know that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Scripture says that Jesus is the light of the world. But Jesus taught his disciples, he said, you are the light of the world. It's an incredible statement. Now, think about the grandeur of this statement. How bright does a light need to be to illuminate the world? That would have to be one pretty big light, wouldn't it? Now, we're not always too bright. I want to share a story with you. Most of you know, I just love this story. They even made a movie out of it. Lawn Chair Larry. Anyone familiar with Lawn Chair Larry? You may be. This guy's light was not shining too brightly. Back in 1982, a fellow named Larry Waters decided to live out his lifelong dream to fly. He'd been in the Air Force, but his eyesight was impaired, so he wasn't allowed to fly. And then after the Air Force, he had a plan, a solution to the flight problem. So he purchased a lawn chair from Sears. 
filled 45 weather balloons with heliums. You ever seen a weather balloon? They're huge. 45 of them with helium. He tethered the chair to the roof of his girlfriend's apartment, tied the balloons to the chair, got in the chair. He had a parachute, a camera, a large bottle of soda, an altimeter so he could see how high he went, a pellet gun, and a portable CB radio. Before he was quite ready, a sharp piece of the roof cut the cord. And off he went. Now, he had a bunch of milk jugs that tied around the base too to kind of for ballast to keep this thing balanced. Things did not go as Larry had planned them. Because Larry had not planned too, too well. Mistake number one. Larry had not checked to see which way the wind was blowing on this particular day. Mistake number two. Larry underestimated the power that that many helium-filled balloons would have. He thought that he was going to float up about 30 or 40 feet, drift over the neighborhood in California, out to the Mojave Desert, pop the balloons with the air gun, settle down in the desert. His friends was going to come and pick him up. Didn't work that way. So the rope broke. He shot up thousand feet, two thousand feet, three thousand feet, four thousand feet, five thousand feet, six thousand feet. He is going up like a rocket. He got to sixteen thousand feet <laughs> in a lawn chair. <laughs> That's over three miles in the sky. Now, the problem is up at 16,000 feet, the atmosphere changes. It gets harder to breathe. And 75 degrees on the ground, which is about what it was when he left, up there, it's minus, it's two degrees. Minus 16 Celsius for those who are watching us in England and Canada. He's dressed in shorts and his <laughs> he's floating around 16,000 feet over the ground in a lawn chair with a BB gun. He drifts. The wind is going in the opposite direction. Instead of going over the Mojave Desert, he starts going out to sea, and he crosses over into the Long Beach Municipal Airport approach zone. <laughs> and some of the radio, ATC radio, that day, one pilot comes up. You're never going to believe this. <laughs> I just saw a guy in a lawn chair with a gun. <laughs> So he's getting a little dizzy. He starts to shoot the, the balloons and starts to come down. But the drama's not over now. He's coming down. He accidentally guides the airplane into high-voltage power lines. Fortunately, the one thing, the one saving grace for Larry, the cables that connected the chair to the balloons were plastic. So Larry didn't get zapped. However, he hung up there until the Long Beach electric people came. They had to cut the power off to the entire city of Long Beach while they cut Larry down from the power lines. After it was all over, someone asked Larry, why'd you do it? His answer, well, a man can't just sit around. <laughs> Not 
too bright. <laughs> Let's dive into this scripture about being a light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Now, how bright of a light do you have to be to be the light of the world? I mean, a, a single light won't light up the world. Do you know where the brightest light in the world is? Anyone? Sadly, it's out of the top of a hotel in Las Vegas. The Luxor Hotel. There's a beam that shines up. That's the brightest light in the world. But Jesus is making a point here. One light doesn't light the world. This is a collective statement. When he says you, he's talking to his disciples collectively. You are the light of the world. If Jesus was Texan, he'd say all y'all. All y'all are the light of the world. Something along that line. So he's talking to his disciples, plural. And then by the next example, we can see that it's definitely a collective. He says, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. So I got a, a, a picture here of the Texas. So you can tell that, that big light at the bottom here, that's Dallas-Fort Worth. That one to the right of it and up, that's Houston. You can see Austin, San Antonio. In the very distance at the top, that's New Orleans. But any single light cannot create that glow. But a collective group of lights creates a greater glow. And what Jesus is saying to his disciples here is it's like this. You are the light of the world. Not you individually, but you collectively, the church. His body on earth is the light of the world. And collectively, we glow. Now, there's two ways of looking at this scripture. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. hidden. You can't hide it. It's impossible. It's too big. Anybody got any idea how many people profess to be Christian in the world now? Throw out a number. How many? A billion? 2.2 billion people. Two point, now, I know some people say, well, they're not really Christian. 2.2 billion people profess Jesus Christ as their Lord. They believe in the God that we believe in. That's a massive amount of people, isn't it? I mean, you, I, it just boggles my mind when you think it started with Jesus and 12 ne'er-do-wells. Fisherman, a tax collector. It just started with these 12 and now it's 2.2 billion people. That's an incredible light. And Jesus is kind of telling them there, it's impossible for this light not to shine. If you're my people and you have my light in you, you will shine. But there's another perspective that you can get out of this. Cannot from the perspective of, you must not hide this. Don't hide this. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a blanket. And it's as though Jesus is saying, who does that? Who, who would do that? Who would light a lamp and put it under a basket? But sometimes we do. And it's not that the light has been extinguished. You know, when you invite Jesus Christ into your life as, as your Lord and Savior, you have the light within you. And the Bible tells us that light will not be extinguished. You can't put it out. It's his light, not your light. It's in you. But you can hide it. You don't have to let people see it. 
You can hide it by the way you live, by living the way that you used to live, your old life. You can hide it by the way you don't live. When Jesus tells you to shine your light and do things that shine his light, you, you can refuse. No, 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 let somebody else do that. It could be, you know, you, you stopped your old ways, but you haven't taken on the new ways. And Jesus is saying, no one does that. Don't do that. I lit this light for you. Let this light shine. He said, instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. I love this. This is one of the things, you know, this week that we were talking to the kids about. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your role is at work, at home, at school, in the community. It really doesn't matter. The light shines to everybody. These kids, when they go home, we tell them, you can be a light in your house. You can be the light in your house. I, I know how this works. Uh, you know, I've shared with you numerous times that both Sandra and myself, we grew up in non-faith homes. She was an active atheist. I was ambivalent. But both of my parents came to know Jesus Christ through their children. In fact, my dad came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior through my daughter, his granddaughter. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can let Christ's light shine in your life. We are called to be the light at work, at home, in the neighborhood, wherever we are. We are called to be the light. Don't be a shy Christian. Live your Christianity out loud. Now, that doesn't mean, okay, we all know the ones that love to do good, which is a good thing, but then they love to tell you about it. Yeah, you know, I just did that. <laughs> if it wasn't for me, the whole VBS would have just fallen apart. But I was there when they needed help, man. I stood up and mm, I was there for that. Maybe you were, <laughs> but you just lost your blessing. And at the same time, it's not for us to be judgmental. Jesus said, I, I didn't come into the world to condemn it. I came to the world to save it. The, he, to offer grace and forgiveness, to love the unlovable. And as purveyors of his light, we are to do the same. You know, I shared this the other week. There's a word I've, I've really come to dislike. It's the word they. Because I hear it so often. They. They. Who's they? They are the people we don't agree with. They. They don't agree with us. They believe something different than us. They have a different ideology. They don't look like us. They. They makes it easy to categorize people. You know, you can, you can hate a group of they's. It's hard to hate individuals. When you get to know people, it's hard to hate on people unless you've got a really calloused heart. And I don't think anybody in here has a calloused heart. But when you start doing the whole they thing, it gets easier to just lump people together they those people let me tell you something there's no they there's only us we are all broken 
There are some people who are broken and living in darkness, and there are some people who are broken and living in light. And Jesus calls the ones who are broken and living in light to go into the darkness and take his light so that they have light. Don't be afraid of the dark. Anyone afraid of the dark? Come on, don't be. Someone here has got yes, thank you. I got one honest person. (laughs) I am. Sometimes, yeah. Mostly I'm afraid of the dark because I'm going to fall over something. I mean, that's just me. If, if there's something to fall over, I will fall over it. Sandra has a habit. Oh, I shouldn't, shouldn't do that. No. <laughs> Sandra has a habit. <laughs> Used to have a habit. She'd leave things out. And, and I can't see down here very well. And you take the light away and invariably you hear bump, bump, bump. Who left that there? Sorry. (laughs) The reality of that, though, and the Bible talks about this, we are creatures of light. We have been called into the light. But when we go into the darkness, if our light is not shining, we will stumble. We will fall. Don't be afraid of the dark, but don't go into the dark without your light shining. We're called to go into the dark. But you've got to go in there with your light shining. And preferably, we go as a group. That's why Jesus called the church to be his mission on earth. We are the ones who carry his mission forward. It's just the weirdest thing to me that Jesus would entrust the salvation of humanity to us. It's like, really? I've got helium balloons. You know what I'm doing? (laughs) Light prevails over darkness. Light cannot, darkness cannot put light out. John 1.5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. If, if I've got a candle in my hand, it doesn't matter how dark it gets. That darkness cannot extinguish the light of the candle. In fact, what happens the darker it gets? The brighter the light seems, right? You know, you, we can get tied up into media, social media. You, you can get dragged into this thing about how dark the world is. Oh, my gosh, there's no hope. Where's it all going? The darker it is, the brighter we shine. But we've got to keep on shining. And you've got to remember, we win this war. Through Jesus Christ, we win this war. Times might get a lot darker, but I know where the end is. I saw six little lives come into the light this week. That was awesome. I'm looking forward to the baptism tank being fired up. He says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So why is this important? Let me just summarize this with you. The words all and everyone. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. A deeper walk shines a brighter light. And a brighter light brings greater glory to the Lord. Now, why does God want our praise? It's not because he's needy. He's up there like, oh, please, 
please tell me I'm great. Nobody's telling me I'm great today. That, that God doesn't need our praise. He wants our praise because when we praise him, we bring glory to him. We shine a light on who he is and people can see him for who he is. When you know him, you know his love. When you know him, you know his grace. When you know him, you know his mercy. And when you know him, you know his light, which shines in the darkness of our lives. We are here to bring glory to the Lord by letting his light shine in our lives. It's not about us coming into the light. It's about his light coming into us so that we can share that light. Like I said, we're going to, I'm keeping it short today. How do you go deeper? Step one, you accept the light. Step two, you've got to learn the light. Step three, you've got to live the light. Step four, you've got to share the light. How do you accept the light? You invite it in. Jesus said, behold. Jesus said, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus knocks at the door. He didn't open the door. If you want the light to come into your life, you have to invite the light in. You have to accept the light. That is the first step of having the light in your life. And if you've never accepted the light in your life online or anybody that's here, it, it's really simple. It's not about being good. It's about trust. In fact, Jesus said, <laughs> Jesus said, I don't judge you for not doing what I say. I didn't come to judge you. I came to save you. He said, if you open up your heart to me, I will come in. I will forgive your sin. I will wash you clean. I will make you new. I will begin the change that needs to happen in your life. And for that, to accept him, it's just a simple prayer. Jesus, I need you. I need your forgiveness. I need you to come into my life. I need your light in my life. Steps two, three, and four. Learn the light. Live the light, share the light. That's the deeper part, and that's where we're going to be going over the next few weeks. We're not going there this morning. Um, in the meantime, when life feels dark, let's try that together. When life feels dark, when people don't get along, when good things happen, when people are sad, when people need help, simple, right? Those are the principles that we taught the kids this week. So that's all I've got for you this morning. We are going to, um, we're going to have our ice cream social. We're going to tear this stuff down. A lot of it's going to Etheridge Elementary School across the road. We're shining the light over there. They've got a theme of space this year, so... We're going to give them the stuff that we can give them. Right now, I'm going to invite Mo to come on up and close us out. And I do think for 10,000 people.
Well, where's that drum roll when he did that? Well, you know, being diabetic, I'm not going to turn down ice cream. My wife's going, no, yes, you are. When Mo wants ice cream, shine you. No, it's the wrong thing. But we want to thank everyone for being here today. I'd ask if the guys come up that are going to take up the offering. Right now, we're going to uh, pray for the offering, and then while they do that, I'll make a few announcements, and then we'll go have some ice cream. Or y'all will go have some ice cream, okay? All right, let's pray. Yes, sir. What? No. Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you today just thankful. Man, what a blessing for all these children to not only learn about, but sing about your light. Talk about it. Go home and just let them shine to the parents, Lord, to their neighbors around them. And just we thank you for that, for all their, their energy that is so contagious. Lord, we want to thank you for the money that we're going to give back, the small portion. We just ask that you take that and just multiply it and use it for things like we had today to shine your light. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, you know, he mentioned the ice cream social right after. Then we have the Lakeside Back to School Bash. That's on August 12th. The Women's Retreat, if you haven't, all the women, if you haven't got to sign up for that, please do that. Uh, you can see, uh, who is it? Is it you, Miss Pam? The Women's Retreat? If you still want to sign up, you need to see her and let her know. And then you can set up ever how you want to do it. They do have some scholarships for people that are unable to pay. So please remember that. Don't, don't let that be the problem. You don't go. It's a really blessing to go to that. Uh, and then there's more things going on October and out. But come be a part of our church. Come be a part of shining Jesus' light to someone else. We thank you so much for being there being here today. Would you stand up? I'm going to dismiss us with a prayer, and then we're going to go have some ice cream. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine His face on you and give you peace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Right across the hall there. Y'all all wait a second. Let me get over there, and then y'all... I'm sorry.